Well, hello there. I missed you. First show of a brand new decade. Let's try not to fuck this up. I'm looking right at you, Fishby. I am looking right at you, motherfucker. Try not to fuck this up. Where do we even begin? Australia is on fire. Iran is fucked. Megxit is a thing. The Houston Astros are cheaters. Or candles that smell like vagina. Candles that smell like vagina? Perfect. Let's go with that. Gwyneth Paltrow, a person we love to hate together, and the geniuses of her wellness, lifestyle, whatever the hell else they do, the, the proud, proud folks at Goop, um, have a candle, and the name of the candle is called This Smells Like My Vagina. I swear that to be true. Go to the Goop website. Get on the waiting list. This smells like my vagina. The candle. And the topper here, this candle retails for it. I don't know if they, you can get a Groupon for it, or would that be a Goupon? I don't, I don't know what it would be. But it retails for $75. Yes, American. 75 American dollars for one this smells like my vagina candle. According to the Goop website, the candle started as a joke between perfumer Douglas Little and Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not familiar with this Douglas Little's work, but I'm prepared to say he should never work again. Uh, Douglas Little and GP, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, the two were working on a fragrance and she blurted out, uh, this smells like a vagina. But it evolved into a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent that turned out to be perfect as a candle. The candle is currently sold out, but it's expected to be restocked. As I told you, now is the time to get your name on a waiting list to be the first to know when the Smells Like My Vagina candle will be on the digital store shelves once again. This is uh, $75. I know some... Uh, entrepreneurial young ladies, I'm pretty sure you can buy a candle from the dollar store. And well, I'm not an expert on vaginas, and that, that's, that's an understatement. Um, pretty sure, pretty sure you could do that math in your head, Andrew Yang, and figure out a way to make the candle, uh, they call it, it smells like my vagina. Here's how little I know about vaginas. Still not 100% sure where a girl's urethra is. Just throwing that out there for the good of the group. Not 100% sure. Oh, that's a lead fish, B. That's you over there on the basketball. Here comes the tease. Vince Vaughn is a metaphorical dead man. Our executive producer's strange take on poetry. And what is the true measure of a real man these days? Plus a very emotional announcement. But before we get to your questions over there, thank you for the best guitar, Fish B. Maybe later, a little guitar, and who knows? Some Latin triangle. That would have been a great place for some Latin triangle, but what do I know? I'm just a guy over here trying to make a trying to make some podcast magic. The uh like I said, before we get to the questions, uh, the impeachment proceedings took an 
evil twist today. Uh, this involves Rudy Henchman and half of the two Shreks, Lev Parnas. Uh, this story, I found at uh, CNN. Uh, but text disclosed, text, text, like text message, text disclosed, enunciate Roberto, uh, revealed a previously unknown participant in Lev Parnas's efforts in Ukraine. And this person is Republican Connecticut congressional candidate Robert Hyde. Don't say that 69 times fast. In a series of texts, this Hyde fellow ranted in crude language about a person identified by the House of Representatives committee officials as Marie Yovanovitch, the forced out ambassador then of Ukraine. This fella, this Connecticut congressional candidate, Robert Hyde, wrote, fuck that bitch, to Parnas on March 22nd in response to a series of articles and tweets that Lev Parnas sent to him. The following day, he continued, wow, I can't believe Trump hasn't fired this bitch. I'll get right in that. And I'm assuming by in that, he means on that, but maybe he knows less about vaginas than me. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee said the text suggested that he had Yovanovitch under physical surveillance while in Kiev, Ukraine. Here's a text. Wake up, Yankees man. And I guess this is to Parnas. I, I would think Yankees man would be Giuliani since Giuliani wears that Yankees championship ring. But Yankees man, I guess, is Parnas. He texts him, wake up, Yankees man. She's talked to three people. Her phone is off. Computer is off. She's next to the embassy, not in the embassy. Private security. Been there since Thursday. End of text. Hyde later told Parnas, that address I sent you checks out and they are willing to help if we slash you would like a price. He added, guess you can do anything in the Ukraine with money, what I was told, end quote. Is this guy talking about a legitimate hit? causing some kind of physical harm, if not worse, to an American ambassador in the Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch? This doesn't read very good. Hyde declined to comment when asked about the House of Representatives, uh, excuse me, when asked about the House Democrats' statement that the text messages suggested Hyde had Yovanovitch under physical surveillance in Kiev. He said he had not heard from the prosecutors. But when told he was spe speaking to a CNN reporter, Hyde said, Hyde said, quote, Communist News Network? Sorry, I only talked to Fox, OAN, which is Fox on steroids, and Blaze reporters like Eric Bowling. Yeah, I know, Fishby. That is, that is fucked up, man. This is... Uh, this is crazy. But with that, Fish B, give me, give me some kind of, some kind of transition, Dan Levitar, transition, to get us to question one from the mighty fishbowl this evening. Can you explain how the world's first living robots are made from the stem cells of frogs? I'm sorry, Fishbeat. This is this is the first question 
of the new decade. This is how you're setting this show up for success. Can I, Bob Van Dyne, can me, can I personally explain how the world's first living robots are made from the stem cells of frogs? In a word, uh, no, but that sounds like amazing technology. But forgive my ignorance, isn't living robot an oxymoron? What, aren't they cyborgs at that point? And, and how, are, how are they made? How, how do scientists make these things? The same way Gwyneth Paltrow makes vagina candles. All right, all right, touche. What's next, Fishbeep? Who won the debate tonight? Ah, uh, here's the thing, my friends. Here's the thing. Ordinarily, on debate nights, we wait till after the debate, and then we do the show. But the debate is happening right now. I didn't want to do the first show of the decade all about a debate. Maybe that was a mistake in hindsight, but whatever. So I'm recording it now. I'm assuming things are happening in the debate, and if they're worth mentioning... We will mention those tomorrow. I can tell you this, though. If you weren't one of the first 4,000 people in Elizabeth Warren's selfie line, don't fret. She'll be driving for both Uber and Lyft in Iowa until the impeachment trial begins in the Senate. What's next, Fish B? What's the funniest thing? Isaiah, the tiny player, yes, our executive producer. What's the funniest thing Isaiah, the tiny player, said or did on vacation? We had a good time in Florida. Me and the kids had a good time. Um, I'll give you an example of each. The kid's just funny. Um, when I first got there, uh, I don't know how the subject came about politics. He's like, I got a poem about politics. I'm like, really? You... You have a poem about politics. All right, go ahead. Shoot, son. He goes, roses are red, violets are blue. I got two middle fingers and they're both for Trump. He's nine. I don't, I don't know. I'd say I don't know where he gets it, but then, then I think we all know where he gets it. And then, and then, then the funniest thing he did, uh, there was still like three days to go on, on my vacation in Florida with the kids. And, and me and the kids, it's hot out. It's like 86 degrees. I'm wearing a tank top. And I mean, it's literally 16 degrees outside. I've been snowing for two straight days in Spokane. It's miserable here. It was 86 degrees and just beautiful in Florida a couple days while I was there. So we go to these tennis courts because they have an outdoor pickleball court. And we were waiting. There, there's, there's, there's a couple playing pickleball. And, and, and we, were, we were waiting to be, to be next on the court. And I don't usually wear gym shorts and have like my wallet in my pocket and keys and all that stuff. And I was sitting in kind of an awkward chair. Well, apparently, as I got up to go play pickleball, as, as the people were exiting the pickleball court and me and my, my gang of children were entering the pickleball court, apparently my wallet fell out of my shorts and, and, was, just, and was just sitting there on the ground for like a half hour, 45 minutes while we played pickleball. I had no idea. And as we walked out, luckily the people that were waiting next to us are like, um, is this your wallet? And I'm like, holy fuck, thank God. I've never lost a wallet on vacation, 
but I can't imagine there's any place worse, especially when you're traveling. Like, like I don't have like like a spouse or anything I don't, or a girlfriend. So I'm there by my, I mean, I obviously don't have a girlfriend. I don't know where a urethra is. So I, uh, like, you don't have your ID. We would have no more access to money, which means no access to food. Like, that would be bad. And then later, my son, I'm out with, uh, we, we take the whole, the whole family out to eat at Chili's. And uh, we're just, you know, we're having some, some Southwestern egg rolls and just, just enjoying our time. And we're talking about the wallet story. And Isaiah goes, yeah, I saw you drop your wallet. Like, what? You saw me drop the wallet. Why didn't you say it? I mean, you saw me drop the wallet. I mean, that could have been a disaster, Zay. Why didn't you say anything when you saw me drop my wallet? He looks at me deadpan and goes, your wallet, your responsibility. <laughs> like, what, what kind of strange, bizarre life lesson is this nine-year-old trying to teach his 44-year-old father? That, those, roses are red, violets are blue, I got two middle fingers, and they're both for Trump. Your wallet, your responsibility. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, we, we, we know it's you. What's this very emotional announcement? Are you having your penis fixed by living robots made out of stem cells of frogs? No, Fish B. That's not the very emotional announcement. And can you cue up some very emotional music for me? Can I get the proper music bed here? Thank you, Fish B. Because this is very emotional. Uh, every time I, I take a step back from the show for, for a couple weeks, because, you know, we go five nights a week here at Bob's Fishbowl. That's how committed we are to this quality. But, uh, oh, yes, emotional. I, uh, I think I'm putting too much pressure on myself. I, I think there's too much weight on my shoulders, if that makes sense. Because I'm trying to balance the responsibilities of being global media ombudsman, kindred spirit to the orca, of course the podcast king of Spokangelus, and the fried chicken commissioner. And my very emotional announcement is something's gotta give. I, I, I can't be everything to everyone all the time. That's not a recipe for success. If, if, you, if you don't treat yourself good, you can't treat anyone else good, or, or Oprah says something similar to that. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm prepared, and this saddens me. This saddens me very much. Something's gotta go, something's gotta give. I'm stepping down as fried chicken commissioner. I'm sorry, I can't do I can't do I'm stepping down as fried chicken commissioner. Yeah, man, that seems familiar. All right, good. Moving on. Movie, I just thought you would like to know. It's, it's very emotional. No one likes fried chicken more than me, but I gained a lot of weight during the holidays. What's next, Fishby? When are we starting YouTube yoga with Adrian? I think this is going to be more of a, a Twitter, social media thing. I don't know if we'll bring it up on the show every day, but as friends... For the next 30 days, we're doing YouTube Yoga with Adrian's 30-Day Beginner Series. And we'll see how we feel after that. I think we'll feel great. 
Uh, it starts tomorrow. Whatever tomorrow is for you, that's when we'll start. Uh, Fishby and I, we're, we're both on the social media, at Bob Van Dyne, at Bob's Fishbowl. We're easy to find. But every day we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tweet out, as, as, if, as, if we're, as if we're the president himself, we will tweet out um, the location of urethras and also uh, uh, the link to that day's YouTube yoga with Adrian, the 30-day for beginner, because every day is, every, every, there's 30 full days of different yoga routines, thanks to our friend YouTube yoga with Adrian. Next! Is actor Vince Vaughn fired after he was seen shaking President Trump's hand? So if you don't know what this story is about, this uh, Vince Vaughn is, is apparently a big LSU football fan of the, the national championship. They beat Clemson and Joe Burrow. What a great story there. And LSU, hell of a ball club. Just incredible ball club. But Vin, Vince Vaughn is there and the president's there. And, and the camera shows Vince Vaughn uh, being polite and cordial and shaking President Trump's hand and, and, and Melania's hand. And I honestly, I, I don't give a fuck about Vince Vaughn's politics. Who cares? It's Vince Vaughn. Does, 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 does Vince Vaughn's opinion on something, does that really move the needle for you? Were, you? were you on one side of the political spectrum, but then upon seeing that Vince Vaughn was over there, now you're over there? we've got to stop this like collectively as a group, as a community, as a society, as a country, as a human race, we simply must stop this regression, this instant hatred. People have different political opinions that doesn't make them your enemy. It, it, it doesn't make them evil. It, it doesn't make them make them anything. This is like when Ellen wasn't allowed to be friends with George W. Bush, or even though they have incredible political differences. That's totally absurd. And I certainly don't consider myself a Democrat, but as you well know, I am no fan of this president. I'm definitely not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, but I'm definitely not a Republican. And the Republicans, when it comes to this, they are far worse than the Democrats. They want to call the Democrats snowflakes and, oh, they're so easily offended. The Democrats don't get up and give speeches about how Republicans hate America and how Republicans hate you. It's... The level of, 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 of rhetorical bullshit, I, I, I know it goes on on both sides, but it, it's not even. And the Democrats are still behaving like quasi-adults in their rhetoric. It's not too inflammatory, obviously. But um, I, don't, I don't know when exactly the Republicans jumped the shark. Probably about Sarah Palin. I, I think Sarah Palin established a, 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 you know, truth doesn't matter anymore. Just say whatever you want and go with that. And next thing you know, you're Sarah Palin and you're divorcing the first dude. And you're hanging out with Kid Rock and Ted Nugent and the president of the Oval Office. And things are just, things are just grand. What's next, Fishby? <laughs> Is sexual conquest the measure 
of a man is sexual conquest. You know, I, I've talked to, you know, more than a couple dudes in, in my time, and, and I'm not necessarily the best person to ask about this, because don't let the deep voice fool you. I do consider myself 49% chick, and I don't even know what that means. I can't find the urethra. Uh, but is sexual conquest the measure of a man? No, but I think a lot of guys, and maybe this is them being insecure or their whole lives being told you, you've got to be a man and you don't know exactly what that means. And so you think, you think having, having lots of sex and lots of different sexual partners somehow uh, uh, makes you more manly than someone that's had less sexual partners. Uh, I, I find that, uh, uh, if I could use a little Latin prima facie, ridiculous, just, just on his face, just stupid. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what that means, uh, uh, to be a real man. And I don't even know what it means, uh, the inverse. Like, what does it mean, like, to be a real woman? I, I sincerely and candidly don't. I think we, we all strive to be the best human beings we can to try to leave this world a little better than the way we found it, to kind of create our, our own little worlds, kind of almost as, as we wish more of the world would be. We try to live our life with some concept of the golden rule and treat others how we would like to be treated. But is that the measure of a man? I, I have no idea. I have absolutely none. And oh, thank goodness. Saved by Isaiah's music. That means our executive producer. It's time for the last question submitted by Isaiah, the tiny player. Isaiah writes this evening. Can vegans wear leather? Can ve that Now that's interesting. Can vegans wear leather? <laughs> Most vegans I know would not wear leather. It seems like if you're going vegan, and, and most people I know that are vegan, uh, they, they do it for uh, the health reasons, but, but also because of just the whole cruelty to animals thing. They want to live a life that doesn't involve cruelty to animals and slaughterhouses ain't a picnic. No pun intended. Um, vegans could... And they shouldn't feel bad about it if they do, because the world eats so much beef. There, there's more than enough, and forgive me for being crass, but there, there's more than enough dead cow skin to go around. So I don't think anyone needs to feel guilty about wearing leather. Thank you, Isaiah. And now we move on to the finale, or the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, slash the finale. Kick it, Fishby. Burger King has offered Prince Harry slash Megzatir a job. That's funny. Takashi69 says he doesn't feel safe in jail and wants to serve his time at home slash layer of Skittle excrement and a bounce castle face tattoo parlor. Dave Chappelle slash the third funniest living human has endorsed Andrew Yang for president, who's not debating tonight because math is a traitor. Abby Huntsman slash Megan McCain hater is leaving the view. Baby Yoda slash the cutest thing ever is coming to a Build-A-Bear near you, assuming there's still a mall near you. 
Bernie Sanders thinks it'd be great if former exotic dancer slash potentially future exotic dancer slash sassy mouth rapper Cardi B got into politics. And that is the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego slash the finale. But because I want to send you out of here on good spirits, I thought about leaving this behind, you know, all the way in the last decade. But uh, then I opened up to page 77 of The World According to Mr. Rogers' Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers on page 77. Forgiveness is a strange thing. It can sometimes be easier to forgive our enemies than our friends. It can be harder of all to forgive people we love. Like all of life's important coping skills, the ability to forgive and the capacity to let go of resentments most likely take root very early in our lives. Always profound and important words from the late, great Fred Rogers. Well, there it was, my friends. Chapter 391 of these Bob's Fish Bowls. We are, uh, that's it. First show of the new decade. We're going to uh, get this thing up on the internet and told if it's good, that's where it's going to be. And, uh, and uh, we're going to watch the debate. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget to do your YouTube yoga with Adrian. Say goodnight, Fish B.